Hello, everyone. Do you want to say hello? Because I, you, I've noticed you do this. I say hello, and then there's a pause that I have to yes, edit out. I wonder why. Because if I do say hello, then you're like, oh, you interrupted me. I hadn't finished my sentence. So I'm acting out of respect, Paul. Respect. Okay? Hmm. This is how I show my respect to you. So some of you may remember last week's episode. At the, um, at the end of the ep, I did do an impression of uh, Peter Avis and Steve Rothery. Um, that, you know, it was tongue-in-cheek. I didn't mean any offence. Uh, and we have had an email from, from Pete himself, which I'll just read out here. Um, and it says, Dear Paul, I'd kindly ask you to refrain from doing impressions of my voice. I haven't got a high-pitched, squeaky voice, and I don't dance around on butter. Uh, it's just childish and ridiculous and disrespectful. Yours sincerely, little Pete. Well, this bodes well for our episode <laughs> and for our podcast, doesn't it? So, look, we've got we've got a dilemma. Do we? We've got a dilemma. What kind of dilemma? We were going to talk about 13th Star this week. Yep. Um, I don't know how we can. What do you mean? Well, I mean, let's just say I've been been told to hold off looking at the lyrics, so I haven't done any further research. Well, I feel a little bit paralysed. Paralysed? Since we, we got an email from Fish complaining about one of our episodes a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm sort of caught in a, if we don't, here's the thing, right? Because one of the things that Fish said in his email was, if you had bothered to read the sleeve notes of the 2023 version, you would have perhaps had a better insight into the period and the lyrics. However, you took cheap underhand shots at me, which were not appreciated. So you did purchase the I have purchased it, which came very quickly, literally came the next day. That's, That's good, quick. isn't it? Um, That's efficient. Efficient. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I See, wish now- I'd done that on purpose. <laughs> uh, am I allowed to say that? Who knows? <laughs> is, that, is that cheap and underhand? Is that childish, schoolboy stuff? You're not making this any better. I'm just wondering. I'm, this is the thing. I'm paralysed. <laughs> like, why are we doing this episode? I'm paralysed. So Okay, I'm, so what was your verdict after reading the sleeve notes? Uh, well, hang on. Wait a minute. Oh, a I'm minute. jumping ahead. I just wanted to say, you know, to Fish, you're welcome for the 40 quid. Um, <laughs> I didn't go for a sign. 40 cost. quid? £37 pounds plus postage and backing. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Forgot get, how, I forgot how No, I forgot them. how much CDs cost. This it's is a beautiful 30, box. Yeah, the 13 Star Deluxe Edition. It is a beautiful box. It's, I love the colours, I have to say. It's a great package. As, I love the yeah. um, the starfish motif. It's not a starfish. Don't, don't. My God, do not misrepresent him. No. It's that, an I Egyptian don't... star. It's from a, it's like a hieroglyphic. Don't say that's a starfish. Oh, so I, my God, please, you're not making this any easier, Sanya. <laughs> okay. My God, if you're bothered to read the sleeve notes of the I, 2023 Deluxe Edition, you might have had better context for, for what that is. I am so behind on my fi. Um, fi? My fi hieroglyphic. On your fi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so behind on my hieroglyphic studies. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Silly me. 
One thing I will say, and I've said this before about the Fish Deluxe Editions, please either use bigger a bigger font size or please don't put the text on, for instance, on one particular page that nearly gave me a migraine. One particular page had the text laid over some tartan. It was, it's like my eyes were literally kind of buzzing after I'd read this one page in particular. I mean, it's beautifully laid out, but it's very difficult to read the sleeve notes. I hope that's okay to say. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I feel really say? uncomfortable now. Yeah, because we don't know what we can say without getting retribution and come back. And Our what tongues we are in handcuffs. <laughs> Tongue cuffs. Sounds like a kinky sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like you're uh, using. No, not me. It, not you, people. Oh, I mean, you, you, generic you. Yeah, generic people would use in a, a kind of special adult game mm. <laughs> a tongue cuff. Uh, so, um, so I read the notes. Um, I'm not entirely sure that they gave any greater insight into what I felt I'd already researched, a lot of which was publicly available on Fish's website. So I'm trying to find the words here. I, I might well say is I kind of stand by what we said a couple of weeks ago, pretty much. Um, it it didn't feel... That, yeah, there were a few things in there that perhaps hinted at a little bit more self-awareness regarding the situation around the... Uh, inspiration for the album. And oh, oh, like what? Setting. Well, that's a good sign. Uh, ish. Oh. Um, stuff like, for instance, um, that he felt he, he kind of... See, I, the, here's the thing, right? I can't quote the, this book. Why? Well, I can. I can quote it. I All I can... But... but Let's go I've back. never seen you stumble so much with words. Well, let's go ever back. Let's in my go back. Time of knowing you. Let's go back to May 2022. Okay. This is this is because you just see the problem I've got, right? If I quote directly Fish's words, you know, I might get accused of ripping off his work. But people quote other people all the time. You just have to yes. give your source. Yes, that's right. However, if I don't. I get emails saying I should have read the notes and I'm poorly researched. Wait, wait, why can't you quote the book? Like I say, I can, because according to... Uh, <laughs> I'm so confused right now, Paul. Fair dealing is an exception to United Kingdom copyright law, which allows for the use of copyrighted works without licensing in certain circumstances. Mm. It is governed by sections 29 and 30 of the Copyright Designs and Patents Act 1988, which provides three types of situation in which fair dealing is a valid defence, where the use is for the purposes of research or private study, where it is allowed for criticism or review, and where it is for the purpose of reporting current events. However, oh, it's also known as fair use. It's known in the UK as fair dealing. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, fair dealing, however, is a defence after the fact. If sued for copyright infringement, one can rely on fair dealing as a defence in court. But the defence only comes into play once a claimant has established that copyright has been infringed. Where this occurs, the onus of proof then falls on the defendant to prove that one of the exceptions apply. You with me? Yeah. 
If the copyright infringer can show that their use falls within one of the three categories, they must then show that the dealing was fair. Does the work affect the market for the original work? If a use of a work acts as a substitute for it, causing the owner to lose revenue, then it is not likely to be fair. Is the amount of the work taken reasonable and appropriate? Was it necessary to use the amount that was taken? Usually only part of a work may be used. There are many different things which enhance or detract from the fair nature of the dealing. If the copyrighted work had not been made available to public at the time, this will count against the use being fair and makes the defence on the grounds of criticism and review unavailable. Section 301 of the 1988 Act provides... I appreciate, by the way, if anyone's listening to this... If anyone's if, if drifted it, off yeah. because they've got other more interesting things to think about in their right, head. Here alone we, don't, we don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm bored and I'm reading it. <laughs> Why are you still reading it? Because <laughs> I want to make my point. Section 301 of the 1988 Act provides that the fair dealing exception is valid if the material is being copied for criticism or review. For it to reply, the infringer, infringer must be able to show that the dealing was for criticism or review, that the infringed work was previously made available to the public, that the dealing was fair and that the dealing was accompanied by an acknowledgement. The exception is only applicable where the work has previously been made available to the public by any means, including the issues of copying, lending copies, performing or exhibiting a copyrighted piece or communicating it to the public. As of October the 1st, 2014, Section 30A Amendment broadened the scope of the fair dealing defence for the quotation of suitably acknowledged published works for the purposes of criticism or review to criticism, review or otherwise. Now... Oh, I'm glad that's over. It's over. So, reading that... Mm. <laughs> Quoting Fish's work Yes Wouldn't stop him taking us to court Should he so wish Right However I mean that would cost a lot of money on his part Why would he bother However For a podcast it's not like It's not wait, like we're getting whoa, millions whoa, 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 of whoa. listens here Okay, okay. Just, just wait, bear with me here a second Okay How, However You know it would suggest that we have Would have quite a strong case Providing we didn't just kind of play one of his songs and then afterwards go, that was good or bad, you know, for, right. for instance. Yeah. But we would have a pretty good defence if we're just using snippets of things. It, You know, it sounds like it would be a... A good fit. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Now, on the 27th of May 2022... Yes. Fish posted on face Facebook, there's good days and bad days and today is one for laying down and avoiding. Wait, but can I say, are you allowed to be reading this quote out? I have. I have is this fair dealing? I have edited it. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I mean, I can change. I've edited it. I'm not reading the whole quote out. Okay. I mean, maybe it would be better to to get full context. But do you see? Yeah, it's a really difficult yeah, situation. It's difficult. What if you paraphrased it? it? I don't, because then this is now. Do you see? If I paraphrase it and I get accused then down the road right. of of paraphrasing, of paraphrasing and not quoting someone accurately. Mm. Do you see? Also, I guess it depends. Was his Facebook page public, or yes. is it one of the private ones that you have to? Well, it was apply, public. I mean, I saw to it. to join. I saw it. Yeah, but you're a member. Is I it a group? What or did a you call page? me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's publicly available. You didn't. You know, it's not behind a paywall. No, but some Facebook groups you have to apply to join. Okay. Yes. No. I mean, maybe you do. It doesn't it, really matter. It's, 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 but the point, my point is. Yes. You're, and you're right to ask me, can I read this out? Yeah. 
yeah. in light of the situation. But at the same time, I think we would have a good defence. Yeah, I mean, I think we would. Yeah, especially as I'm not reading out the whole post. I'm just reading out a snippet. bits. Yes. But I think it's important here to quote, quote accurately and not misrepresent. Surely, though, reading out the whole post would give more context and therefore be better than reading out snippets of quotes because a lot of um, news publications and stuff do only give snippets of, of, of quotes and they twist stories to their own, to fit their own narratives. You'd think so, yes. Yes, you would think that. Yes, I agree. Mm. I agree. Quotes taken out of context are a bad thing, aren't they? Yeah. But also is a bad thing is using quotes and then being, uh, don't want to use the word attacked. Don't want to Can't use, the, use word the word threatened. threatened. Um, and then being called out publicly by the person you're quoting who has a sizable fan base. For example. Who, who would do such a thing? Who would do such a thing? So 27th of May, 2022. Sandy's just put her head in her hands, by the way. Uh, there's good days and bad, because she knows. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with my husband? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with him? Yeah, also, I'm like, what What? What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Participating <laughs> I'm not, I'm, in this. Yeah, I'm not making this, like, I'm not making this any better. I think it's important first to establish why when we get to 13th Star, we may not have the ability to discuss it fully. Right. That's what I'm establishing here. Okay. And why that may be based upon, A, the law. Okay. No, not based upon the law. (laughs) Based upon circumstance and past, you know, history. Right. There's good days and bad days, and today is one for laying down and avoiding. I woke up to a flurry of posts on the group pages from someone who's decided to write a book with the explanations of all my lyrics, with my photo on the front cover to fit together with album cover images. It appears, and hopefully I am wrong, to be gleaned or lean heavily on the Fish on Friday song explanations and stories. I wasn't informed it was being written or even going to print, which you would normally expect as a matter of politeness or respect and want to let you know I had nothing to do with it and will have nothing to do with it. I am more than a wee bit pissed off just now as I'm aware of the person who wrote it and he's used my name before to promote his own projects. I believe, if I remember, I couldn't find the quote. I don't want to misquote anything. Um, So I don't want to say exactly, but I believe the author of the book, Fish on Track, um, had written a novel and I believe um, he'd asked Fish for a quote for it or something like that in the past. Right. Now, the comments underneath this said things such as, not a very nice thing to do, just reviewed the book on Amazon, haven't read or bought it, can't award zero stars, but scored it as close to that as possible. Uh, another fucking rip-off, Big Yin, sorry to hear it. Um, first part made me mad. I can't believe how much people will use each other. Hugs and prayers. It's a lack of respect that this guy shows in his leech life. So sad. Um, <clears throat> I think you should run a competition on the most exciting way to destruct said book. Um, fuck the haters, the attention seekers and the arseholes like the gutter press and the twat waffle. Don't let the fuck... What? <laughs> Hang on. What? Haters? Uh, d- how is... <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I'm just so, trying so hard not to get involved or voice an opinion. Okay. I'm trying so don't, hard. Don't let the fuckers fuck you, fish. You are, how is you are a king. How is writing a book 
how is writing a book looking at Wait, someone's I think, lyrics okay, can we, kind of in a, in a positive okay, light? Sanya, how is that being stop, a hater? Stop. Stop. I can't. I'm trying hard. I'm, I'm, not... just, I'm just quoting things that are in the public domain. You're offering opinion that's not wanted. I can't help or appreciate it. it. I told you, tongues in handcuffs. Put the tongue back in the handcuff. <laughs> As I said to you last Saturday. Actually, it'll be called a tongue. It'll, I think it will be called a tongue cuff. Tongue cuff, yes. Yeah. Um, don't let the fuckers fuck you fish, you are a king. I hate theft in all its forms, but particularly when you have been kind enough to do fish on Friday free and it's in, in an industry that's so much harder to make a living from these days. I would have thought it'd need permission to quote you. No. Um, that's my interjection, not according to the fair law. dealing law. Yeah. Um, probably, although that would have to be established in, in a court, court after the fact. Sure. An expensive trial and court yeah. case and, and well, a lot of time wasted um surely mr fish you can sue this bloke what's who's the bamport free freeloading off you tell us um hopefully the fans will let the person know where we can ram his book so there was just some of the comments some the hundred plus comments on that post right regarding the author i wonder um, if the other other authors of similar books in that genre like in that i think it's part of a it's part of a collection. Yeah, Sonic. I wonder if, um, I wonder if the other... I really wish I could Sonic, shut up. It, could someone okay, please make me okay, stop talking? Why don't you just... Ha- ha- I'm was, just going to um, say it and you uh, can edit it all out. I wonder no, if the other authors helpful. have also had such hatred towards them from the fan bases of the people that they were writing the books about. Uh, yes, a good question, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, put it this way, Sonic Bond Publishing are still publishing books in that series, the on-track series, you know. Um, I mean, you know, there's a whole... Uh, coming in 2023. This is this is coming this year. They're doing one on Spirit, uh, Eagles, Van Halen, Nectar, oh, Eagles, nice. Green Day, Beck, Rario, Speedwagon, Horse Lips. Horse Lips. That's a good name. Um, Aphex Twin, Nightwish, Earth, Wind & Fire, The Police, Killing Joke, The Beat, Humble Pie, Depeche Mode, Metallica, Sparks, Suzanne Vega, The Birds, Soft Machine. They all have the same um, format. format and the same cover format, which is a collection of four album covers plus a picture of the artist. Right. Exactly the same format that Fish on Track had. Right. Um, in 2022, they published ones on Peter Hamill, Billy Joel, Blur, Stackridge, Captain Beefheart, Creedence Clearwater, Revival, Nick Cave oh, and Bouncy. Oh, nice. Tears for Fears, Van, um, pff, New Order, uh, Rancid, Pearl Jam, Joe Jackson, Little Feet, Opeth, Hall & Oates, Motorhead, Warren Zevon, The Kinks, Jimi Hendrix, Badfinger and Laura Nairo. So, um, yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows if any of those objected, but those books didn't get pulled from publication. That's all I'll say. So on third, they didn't get one star reviews by people who hadn't even read the book. I had a look at the reviews because the book listing's still up there. You can't buy it. Right. Um, they say that this is the worst book I've seen. Nothing to do with fish. Don't waste money and lining his pocket. This book is not even worth wiping your bottom with a hatchet job that has not been endorsed by the artist himself. Avoid this and buy some official merch from Fish himself. A very amateur hat job, certainly not worth the price. Save Wait, hang money. on. This is from people who hadn't read the book because it hadn't been released yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very amateur hat job, certainly not worth the price. Save your money or pick up a fish album. The author of this is a charlatan. 
He did not consult Fish at any point for this. He did not inform Fish he was going to do this book. He cribbed a lot from Fish's freely given Fish on Friday Facebook sessions that Fish has been doing for his fans throughout COVID. Fish wasn't consulted about this project. He doesn't approve of doing this publication. He will receive no royalties or profits. If you're a fan of Fish, this charlatan shouldn't get your money. Avoid. Um, what I have found interesting mm. is that in recent weeks on uh, Apple Podcasts, mm. we've had a lot of one-star reviews. Um, or a lot of one star ratings on there. Just saying, they've really they've really gone up in the last week or two. I mean, it might be coincidence. Oh yeah, oh, could yeah. be coincidence. No, absolutely, but they, they're they're from butter haters. <laughs> uh, so thirtieth of May, twenty twenty two. Fish posted. On Saturday morning, I received a copy of the above book. Oh, sorry, the title of this was On Track Fish by Graham Scarf. Avoid, in capitals. On Saturday morning, I received a copy of the above book and immediately contacted the author and publisher to request its removal from sale. As I said on last week's Fish on Friday, I wasn't even aware of its existence until it was advertised, blah, blah, blah. After a quick scan... After only a quick scan through the contents, I discovered numerous copyright issues regarding my lyrics and images belonging to both myself and EMI with some quite frankly shocking inaccuracies. Nearly all colour plates in the book are my album covers or screenshots from videos with a few live photos from the last UK tour. Hardly anything fans have not seen before. What made me most angry was that not only had the author leaned heavily on my own sleeve notes from the remastered album series, but also taken my song explanations from the Fish on Friday programmes and regurgitated them with his own opinions, my quotes implying that I had somehow endorsed or was involved with this mediocre publication. After declaring only a few weeks before that I was retaining Fish on Friday as a freely available broadcast and then discovering they had been gleaned for information and quoted from the available from and available for sale in a book that was retaining at over £15 made me angry. That was not alleviated by the fact that Fish on Friday was acknowledged in the author's notes, which you have to do in order to qualify for fair dealing right? Um, as being a primary source of material. In my opinion, it's a shoddy book and intended to exploit fans who already have most of the information available to them, either on the internet, through Fish on Friday, or in my own sleeve notes. Exploit? How does it exploit people? On Saturday night, I had an apology from the author, together with assurances that the book would be withdrawn from sale. This morning, I had an email from the publisher with his own apology and a notification that the title is no longer available. He also informed me that any orders placed will be refunded. So, um, I've never, I'm um, sorry. I, I wish we weren't doing this podcast. Well, right? don't this, say, just don't no, no, say no, anything. This episode, because it's just really not help. I'm, I was like, I'm going to be positive and neutral, and I, I'm finding it very hard. But this is the thing, right? That I talked about last week with regards to toxic fan bases and mob mentality. Mm. You know, I, I, given that the publisher has done a whole series of this these books and not had any trouble you know and clearly from much bigger artists yes like not from about yes much bigger artists um it was written by a fan no one stood to make a lot of money out of it fish said in his email to us was your mention of the lyric book i blocked was badly presented and did not convey the facts behind the reasons or the background which, in the opinion of legal representatives and the publishers, were considered valid. The writer was not threatened, and after communications between himself and the publisher, they acquiesced to withdraw the book from publication. Now, what you could say, yes, not threatened, you know, in quotes, you know, or however we said it, 
but certainly there was pressure from a large fan base, mm. you know, not to proceed with it. And bearing in mind this guy was just a fan of fish. Also, you know, he'd I mean, been called I, out. I, I just feel like I need to say I don't think selling a book is exploiting people because people have the free will whether they want to buy it or not. Yeah. And it's a, an exchange. Yes. It's an exchange. People will pay money mm. in exchange for some information. Yes. Now, what what I was saying was uh, that, you know, you can understand, you know, it was just a fan. He was, in subsequent comments, he was getting called out because he was a member of the Fish Facebook group and he'd been the previous year researching his book by asking people, what do you think this lyric's about? Stuff like that, from what I can gather. Mm-hmm. I suspect he probably didn't want the hassle of this, of of having to face a mob, mm. you know, mob rule, yeah. who, and I quote again, refer to Fish as a king, uh, which, you know, sort of, that's tribalism, isn't it? You know, if you're, yes, okay, that might be a yeah, king. Yeah, you've already been banished from the tribe. Do you also want to then be attacked and put yourself up for further attack yeah. from said tribe? Yeah. I mean, I've got some on the underneath that, you know, you look at some of the comments and it's like, I took a look at the Fish Official group on Facebook and this man remains in the group. His prof- profile is full of questions about fish songs for almost the entire 2021. Perhaps there are plenty of fans' opinions he stole in the book. Please remove the man from the group. It's outrageous to have him between us. Sorry, there were sharks that fed upon the good nature of others. Um... There are actually several books, all with similar covers, some written by this guy, some written by others, um, all published by the same company. Sorry, that's not actually having a go at anyone. Um, But they speculate, maybe it's the same guy using different names. And then someone says, quite right, Fish. I suppose you wouldn't have been so bad if the CUNT had contacted you to ask if he could do a book on you. I'm glad you got him sorted out. Well done, sir. The audacity of some people is mind-boggling. Good for you, putting an end to him profiting off of you. Honestly, so many people these days just plain suck. So, um, I mean, there's more from Fish. Why are we talking Uh, about this so much? We were planning, as of three weeks ago, to do some episodes on 13 Star. Mm, I kind of don't want to anymore. Well, this is my point. Do I? Because I just feel, you know, we did that first episode, okay? We did that first episode talking about the road to 13 Star. We even had someone contact us to say they'd listened to 13th Star for the first time, absolutely loved Ark of the Curve. And, you know, so because we, yes, we did then get sidetracked after looking into some of the stories behind some of the songs, you know, and some of that, as I related last week, set me off and stirred me up a bit. And we then we got, you know, an email from Fish. And, but the intention was always already to get to this episode and kind of cover 13th Star in some degree of detail. However, when I started doing it, you know, I'd written my notes weeks ago. You know, I'd done written up a whole load of notes. I'd done a whole load of research on it. I've gone and bought the, the, the album for the sleeve notes, which have, yes, there's some stuff in there about the actual recording of it, but in terms of the lyrical inspiration, I learned nothing more than I already knew, frankly. You know, a couple of bits about... You know, Mark Wilkinson, I mean, see, this is it. I want to say stuff, but then there's even this point in me that goes, dare I? Because then does someone then come back to me and go, how dare you quote me? 
you know how de so i'm now i feel utterly paralyzed to be able to talk about this album and celebrate it in case i misquote in case i say something that gets certain someone's back up and all i wanted to do was go this is a great album and i really love it here's what i think the songs are about love this song for this reason love this song for that reason you know it was an album that i wanted you to listen to because i thought you'd like it and lo and behold you did um but instead because of what happened with that fish on friday but because of the email we got last week we're now in a position where i don't feel i can talk about fish's solo work anymore for fear of of comeback from a him and b his fans yeah okay uh, you know do you see do, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah i see what you mean because i dare say something that gets taken the wrong way you you don't know whether the time and energy is worth what you get back for it yeah yeah i want to be able to cover fish by god i do you know i'll still cover the the marillion fish era but in terms of Fish's solo work, you know, based upon our own first-hand experience and the experience of others, um, that audience that he has, you know, who will take everything he says at face value, not question it, not ask about it, you know, and will then instead, you know, be stirred up into... Uh, attacking someone who acted with the best of intentions. I don't want to be that person on that mm. end, the receiving end of that. So is the it... The easiest way is just not to say anything, not to comment, not to give it any attention. Yeah. But that means it loses positive attention as well as negative. Exactly. Now, you know, what I know of that fish on track book, it was a celebration. It was absolutely a celebration. And what I know, what I have... Um, what I'm aware of it, uh, I won't say the extent to which I'm aware of it, but what I am aware of it is that quotations and the like were kept to an absolute minimum um, and always referenced and drawn to the, you know, put, sort of drawing people back to the original source in the few instances that there were direct quotes. Um, but, you know, I appreciate the irony of us talking about this and I'm really sorry if you were tuned into this to hear us talk about 13 star um but you know and i'm well aware of the irony of, of us spending half an hour so far talking about why we can't talk about something mm. um but i guess it's still all part of the story it is still all part of the story of marillion kind of you know roundabout way it is so it's valid it is Here's the thing. It fits the theme of the podcast. You know, it's why I started this episode with that fake letter from Pete. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, I've taken the piss out of Meridian on here. I've said there were songs that I dislike. I've said what I think H lyrics are about and probably have got them got it wrong. Oh, yes. Oh, same. I've and probably got loads of my guesses wrong. You know, I've certainly had Lucy call me a twat on more than one occasion. But it's, it's always felt reasonable i just don't want to risk it i don't want to risk talking about 13 star i'm i feel oh you know, at all i don't know i mean you can say what you think of the songs if you want but i don't know now because now you've made me feel worried well lyrically i don't i don't know i don't want to get into it i don't know if i do you know i have read the sleeve notes now if i talk about those lyrics do i then risk getting accused of of using fish's sleeve notes 
for my research when he also told me that what I'd done before when I hadn't used those sleeve notes and I'd used other publicly available sources that I was badly researched. It's catch-22. Whichever way I turn, I'm screwed. Mm. So, again, you're welcome to the 40 quid fish. Lovely packaging. You see, you don't know what to say now, do you? No. I feel a bit more, I feel a bit, I guess, kind of like, okay, fine. A bit resigned now to... Yeah, that's what I I feel a bit sad for our listeners because they're tuning in to hear about an album. Yeah. Not for all this stuff. No. Um, Not for all the politics behind the album. What? Does that even make sense? Yeah, well, Um, the politics behind while we are saying, can we talk about it? Yeah, they want to hear about the music. Mm. Well, let's talk about the music. Possibly the lyrics. I don't know. But... Yeah, I know, but the cat, I guess the catch 22 is I kind of feel over it now and I just don't want anything to do with it. That feels like the easier, that feels like the easier uh, road to take to just be like, okay, fine, let's not even talk about it. Let's go back to Marillion, stick with Marillion, who we're meant to be sticking with because this is a Marillion podcast. Um, And just steer clear of fish solo work. Yeah. And it's a shame. You know, what's the point in talking about it if it's just going to get us in trouble? Yeah. Or if we can't be honest? Yeah. And it's a big shame because 13th Star, you know, I've sort of said it, you know, it came out, you know, around roughly the same time as somewhere else. And out of those two albums at the time, 13th Star was the one that I enjoyed the most. And it felt like there was a sort of, because of the... One song, not a reunion, as Lucy very kindly pointed out on Facebook, the not a reunion um, in Aylesby. Because of that, it felt like there was a sort of bit of water under the bridge with, you know, his former bandmates. And so it felt like for a brief time, uh, I was sort of back on board as a Fish fan, a sort of bigger way. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved that album so much when it first came out. Um yeah, I don't know. I'd love to talk about it, but I wanted to talk about it, but because of events of recent weeks, I just don't know whether it's worth it. What's the point? Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's worth it. If we end up having to either tiptoe around the subject so cautiously, and this isn't because I feel we have said anything or would say anything that's litigious or copyright theft. It's just, I can't, I can't be bothered with a hassle. Yeah. I just can't be asked with it. You know, I don't want to find it, find us in a, and I, I appreciate that it's quite possible that this episode as it stands will get us grief. You know, yeah, I, that's I, fair. That's fair. I'm accepting that. Yeah. But this is the last bloody time I'm mentioning it. Yeah. Um, but I also want to explain why when we had said we were going to cover 13th Style, why maybe we're now not. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll say this. I think this is fair. Give it a listen. It's a good album. It's make, got make cut your own mind. It's got good music. <laughs> I, I was genuinely surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Um, there was a song or two that weren't my favourites. It's just, okay, if I'm honest... After everything, I came in ready to talk about the album. I came into this episode ready to talk about the album. And then everything you said has actually been a real downer and has put me in a bad mood. And now I don't even want to talk about it. Bad mood me? No, in general. Oh, no. The whole situation. And I don't even want to talk about it. And I don't want to even think about it. 
I don't want to publicize it. I, I mean, I'm in a bad mood now. If I'm honest, it's been really put me in a bad mood. I don't want to put our listeners in a bad mood listening to it. That's where I feel torn. I I want it. To, I want to be fair to our listeners. I want to give them something Positive. that they get value from, mm. that they either find useful or get value from, whether that's because it's entertaining or because it's informative or a bit of both. And I'm not sure we've done that because and I don't know what to do about it. You can leave that in if you want. And it's noisy in the background, but You want me to leave that bit in? If you want to. Okay. Because that's how I feel. I that's how I sincerely feel that way. Mm. You know, I I I what I hope for our podcast is that it's a celebration of Marillion and their music. And yes, that does mean you know, because we're honestly looking at the song, at the music and the songs and what was happening at the time, it's not always super positive. But overall, it is a celebration. It's a celebration of the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. Roller coaster's fun because it has highs and lows. It's not, you're not always just going uphill on a roller coaster or whichever bit you like best. I like going uphill in a roller coaster. Um, what? Why is that funny? Uh, nothing. Um, but like, it, it's a fun ride because it has upside down. Otherwise, it's just a drive, right? Overall, though, it is a celebration, and I, I just feel like the last couple of episodes been have heavy. been, I don't know, heavy. And is that a, is do they fit with our overall aim for the podcast? I don't know, but yeah, I feel heavy in my chest, really heavy in my chest. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for that. (laughs) Thanks for that little. (laughs) Thanks for miming that out. Trying to cheer you up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry if I contributed to that. No, no, it's not your. No, it's not your fault. No, it's it's not any one person's fault. It's just the chemistry of the situation. Hmm. The energetic chemistry, you know, these energies came together and the same way as like if you mix two, like let's say you mix coffee and lemonade, it's not going to taste nice. <laughs> Mixing of these two subjects, or these two energies has created a yuck. Is it a waste of an episode? Is it? Is this worth talking about? Is it worthwhile putting this out? What would be the point in putting this out? And I guess the answer to that would be to explain why we're not talking about the album. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I part of the reason why I did bring it all up is because, yes, we are a Marillion podcast. Yes, we are a celebration of Marillion's work. Um, But we're also called Between You and Me, and it is about you and me. You know, that's what I think slightly makes us different from other music commentary podcasts is that it is, it's about how doing this podcast, how listening to Marillion affects us mm-hmm. um, and affects me. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, the events of the last couple of weeks did affect me. Of course they did. I mean, I wasn't devastated like some people expected me to do, but I did feel earlier this week really sort of down. Uh, and 
how am I then supposed to cover the work in a positive way, in a celebratory way, if direct contact with the artist has made me feel like that? Mm. Um, And so because this is a podcast that documents our journey, Mm-hmm. You know, and it is exactly as you've said, it's a roller coaster and that's the enjoyable thing. So you get the downs and ups. And sometimes we get a run of miserable episodes. Sometimes we get mm. a run of really great episodes. And I know that that when we get into, you know, going forwards, we've got sounds that can't be made. We've got fear. We've got an hour before it's dark, you know, three albums. We know already that we absolutely love. Um, and the sad thing about this is that this was going to be an episode about an album that I loved, uh, you know, 13th star that, that for me might be Fish's best album. Um, and why I thought it was worth covering and thought we'd give it a go. And we did look what happened. Look what happened. So yeah, I understand you feeling heavy cause I felt heavy about it, but I thought as well with Meridian, yeah, we've got a finite number of things to talk about. We've got a finite, you know, we are only able to, you know, look at a certain body of work. You know, it isn't an endless topic. So I also think, well, it's worth then looking at tangential things, which is part of the reason why I thought, well, let's do the Odd Fish album here and there and starting with 13th Star because of where we were on the timeline. Um, I can guarantee you we will never look at another Fish solo record on here. I get, not after this. Um and, you know, I, I don't like that we've had two weeks talking about this subject or whatever. Three weeks now. Well, three weeks. <laughs> well, it was going to be three weeks anyway. They yeah. just were not going to be three weeks, like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. But I started with all that at the beginning about fair use and fair dealing and, you, you know, why to present two things. One, why it was okay to quote artists and you know, and their sleeve notes, um, but also why we possibly couldn't in this instance without fear of some sort of comeback and why that left us paralysed. And I think it's a it's an interesting and unique situation. Mm. And I think it, it has got worth to talk about, mm, you know, okay. being stuck like that in the middle, caught between two, the law and mob rule. Mm. <laughs> uh, what do we do in that instance? Caught between a fishbowl and a shipwreck. <laughs> Great metaphor. Thanks. <laughs> a fishbowl and, and a, a ship. ship. You know, caught between a rock and a hard place. So caught between a fishbowl and a shipwreck. We're, we're staying with the underwater theme here. I mean, I think the rock and a hard place is probably, you know, you get rocks underwater. Caught between a rock and a shipwreck. Caught between an underwater cave and a shipwreck. Uh, Okay. An underwater cave and a shipwreck. Ah, forget it. You could have just said caught between a rock and a hard place without all this unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been too easy, Paul. Um, And I don't say, and actually weirdly saying all this, it's not intended as a necessarily as a criticism of Fish. I understand that he thinks he's protecting his uh, intellectual property, et cetera, et cetera. you know, and okay, fans took him at face value with certain things, and um, but it is about 
it is talking about how it's put us in an impossible situation. Mm. Uh, an impossible situation. How can we risk celebrating 13th star? Mm-hmm. It's a fair, you know, I'm actually asking that question. How can we cover it mm. without risking saying the wrong thing? Good question. Um, yeah, because if we covered it with the same degree of honesty and depth that we have Marillion albums, we'll be screwed, frankly. So there you go. <laughs> That's why I think it's worth putting out. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guarantee you next week will be jollier. Next week will be a more upbeat episode. I don't know what it is yet. We've got we're sort of heading towards sounds that can't be made. Mm-hmm. You know the album that <clears throat> they nearly split up over. <laughs> 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 Definitely be more upbeat. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, do you want to talk about the, the artwork at all on Thirteenth Star? Uh, no, not really. The starfish on the cover. Well, no, we've already been over that. Uh, it has a blue cover with a... Uh, it's a nice shade of blue. Yeah, with a sort of orangey star shape on it. The Mark Wilkinson alternative cover artwork is of a man's bum. It is. Oh, is it? <laughs> you were joking. Not just a man's bum. Oh, his bum hole. Not his hole, no. Because <laughs> the bum they crack. call it the chocolate starfish. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it's normally me that lowers the tone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I thought that's what you were saying. Yeah. Fish did have a company called Chocolate Frog Records. Oh, okay. Called it's chocolate stuff. <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. Oh no. I've done a, <laughs> a schoolboy. <laughs> I've not shown him respect. Oh dear. I've not shown him respect. I'm going to burn at the stake. I must show him respect. You're going to burn on tridents. Trident? Trident? What's his name? What's Trident's the king of the Trident. sea? Neptune. Neptune's Trident. Does that burn people, does it? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> could be Underwater? like... Underwater? How does that work? Oh, okay, like an electric eel. But then he'd be like dying constantly every time he holds it, unless it has a special... It could, could be Unless it has a special like rubber handle for him to hold so he doesn't get electrocuted. You're taking it quite literally. I mean, it could just be magic. It could be magic. <laughs> it could just be the tip... That's electric. Don't pull that face at me. See, everyone thinks like, it's like, oh, but I wouldn't melt. She's talking about chocolate starfishes and raising eyebrows. I thought that's when what I you were about talking tips. about. The tip of his trident. I thought that's what you were talking about. The tip of about. Neptune's trident, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm sick of this subject. Yes. Maybe we should record a bit now that yeah. we put at the beginning so we sandwich it with two really up. Well, mind you, I did do a funny impression of Pete at the beginning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Pete would find it funny. Anyway, so 13th star. Yes. Where do we leave it? How do we leave it? We just leave it. Okay. <laughs> we, just, we just leave it. 13th star by Fish is an album that is available. <laughs> it is an album that exists. It is available for purchase or streaming. There you go. That's all you need to say, Paul. Mm. Fish is the former lead singer of the band Marillion. He recorded four albums with them in the 1980s. He has subsequently had a solo 
musical career and recently released his final solo album and is now retiring to go and live with some sheep on an island and his wife not the sheep's wife his own wife and the sheep there you go that's all you need to say mm. okay um so we didn't mention let's let's talking about cheerier things mm. i forgot to mention last week that h is on the new um trevor horn album isn't he yes and you said he was playing oh my god when you said it i was like that is such a perfect I'll drive you home yeah Tonight. can't wait to hear that he won't sing it as well as i do though will he <laughs> <laughs> no one can sing it as well as you do paul <laughs> uh also um this week as you hear this we're seeing h aren't we we're going to the I know, crooked we'd billet. completely forgotten yeah, we can, well, no, we be. hadn't forgotten we were going. No, we haven't forgotten we were going. We just hadn't placed it in our timeline in our heads. I think not believe that it was, was like this next week soon. when we saw when we realised. Yeah. So we're um, it's it's being live streamed as well. Oh, cool! The one that we're at. Oh my goodness! Even and Penny's think, rolling around. I think it's cat. like it's a funny situation because we're sat at tables having a meal. Oh. Uh, I think we have the meal and then H comes on and plays. Oh, interesting. Maybe he goes. I'm around. really excited to see the place. Yeah, maybe he goes around the tables like a sort of Mexican band, you know, wearing a sombrero and shaking maracas and or playing a Spanish guitar while you're trying to eat. Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Well, we're in a marquee outside, aren't we? We're in a tent. Are we? I didn't yeah, know that. We're not in the actual pub itself. Oh, that's where they have their concerts or their live performances. They're in a sort of tent thing in the garden. Oh, we better dress warm then. Yes, well, you had. I'll be in my snowsuit. And then next month we have Marillion. Mm, Is it in Camden? Yeah. The Camden 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 Roundhouse. Which hasn't sold out yet as we we say this. So I don't know why, because it's like, come on, that's a legendary venue. Yeah. That Marillion never played at. It's a great venue. Oh, yeah. One of my daughters was uh, there last week seeing Omar Apollo. She had the best view. Omar Apollo. Yeah. Don't know who that is. I love, I only know one of his songs and I, it's one of my favourite songs. Did he used to be called the Omar Odeon? <laughs> Maybe. That's a very niche joke for oh Londoners. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the you, got, you got Omar. it though. Yeah, you got it. I did though. get it. I'm quite impressed that you got that joke. Yeah. Um, did you get my joke? The Hammersmith. Yeah, Hammersmith I mean, you, Omar. Yours was just, yeah, but yours doesn't work really. <laughs> My <laughs> work better. Oh, fine. I mean, you were just like taking mine and kind of making was, slightly less. I was less... building upon yours. Oh, really? You were making it a little less logical. And a little bit less accessible. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, and then in December, we're seeing H in Oxford. Are we? Are we actually this time? I'm, I am not going to get my hopes up. We've got up. the tickets. I'm not going to get my hopes up until we're actually there because so many times we have intended to go. And because December is generally a manic month, we have never managed to attend. So I'll just I'll Can just I'll leave that up to the universe. I'll tell you the date because I think it might be slightly earlier in December. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the 16th. It's not like the 22nd or something like that. I reckon we might end up going this time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll believe it when I'm there. Well, we'll see. Um, so if any fish fans listening want to come and beat me up, those are three places that you know I'll be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
yeah, that's where I'll be on those three dates. Um, They've got to get through me first. I, I, I got a green belt in karate when I was eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Sanya is fierce. <laughs> when I got, when I got, um, oh yeah, <laughs> randomly punched in the face a few years ago. It's, uh, I don't know who ever told this story on the podcast. And it, oh, it um, really was re- genuinely completely random. Oh yeah, we were sat in traffic and I had my window open and on just a really hot some, day, a uh, guy came a, up and no wait, the, a guy who was jogging down the centre of a main road uh-huh. because he had psychological issues yeah came and just absolutely walloped me in the face i was blinding my eye one eye for two months uh, it was bad i had to you know, yeah it was bad and we saw in the news that he'd done it to a couple of other people yeah um, but and then he was this caught. guy had done this to me and we had the kids in the back sanya was in the passenger seat and um I was in traffic. I couldn't see out my eye, bleeding profusely from my head. Um, this guy, who was probably six and a half foot tall and built like a tank, Sandy got out of the car and chased him down the road. I chased him around the block. Yeah, but I only had I had flip flops on, which, so I I didn't manage to catch up. Which with was him. on on one hand amazing, and <laughs> I love her for it. On the other hand, I had a bunch of screaming kids in the back of the car. I know, and I'd who, thrown and uh, I'd also who, thrown my phone into the car before I chased him, yeah. so I had no Sandy way of was contacting gone. you. I, I was stuck in traffic. I couldn't see out of one eye. I, I was I reached behind to try and comfort the kids, and not realizing my hand was covered in blood from my face, so oh, that no. made them freak out all the more. I had to pull over to the side of the road somehow. It was great that you did that, and that was your instinct. Sort of also needed some other help as well. Okay, (laughs) I couldn't help it. In that moment, my brain was just like, I've got to catch this guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, blimey. So anyway, uh, so just bear that in mind. You've got to go through Sandy first (laughs) to get to me. (laughs) She will, you know, and frankly, even if you do get a punch in, I'll be left bleeding on the floor and she'll be chasing after you. So I'll be (laughs) dying and wheezing on the ground, you know, needing medical attention, but her priority will be catching you. (laughs) So don't think you're going to get away. Because I won't be wearing flip-flops in winter. Oh, dear. Uh, we have a laugh on this podcast, don't we? <laughs> oh, we have a laugh on this podcast. Oh, I hope people still want to listen to us. After, what, three minutes? I understand if, if you're like... Stop, I'm going to stop I'm not listening. sure I want to listen anymore. No, it's fine. Other podcasts are available now. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be nicer. They will be nicer because... they're not us. Yeah, because John and, John and Craig are nicer <laughs> we, people. Can't, we can't help ourselves. But, you know, we are what we are, aren't we? Unfortunately, for better or worse. You get a real authentic experience of these two chaotic, uh, own worst enemy type people. <laughs> yeah. Also, thank you for everyone who's been writing in. With your own views and experiences over, like over the past, because we haven't done a letters page in ages, and we will um, do. Maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, I can't remember where because like I had them all in a document from last time. We didn't even get to read them all. Let's do a letters page so, next week. Yeah, I don't know where we're up to with the letters, but yeah, it's 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 nice to hear your stories and your journeys and experiences. Um. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not. It's one of our listeners even remixed, not remixed, but um, reordered, reordered the listening order of Brave. Yeah, which would be cool to to talk about. So we'll do. Maybe we'll have a, a letters page next week so if you you want to send unless something. our unless our listeners have similar views to us in which case 
we might not. <laughs> In which case, we might not have a letters page. You can send us some brief letters to beampod at gmail.com. Um, Probably won't read out any fish ones. However, if you do want to send me just sort of something nice, I really could have done with it in the past week. Yeah, we saying. have had some nice, yeah, encouraging, supportive comments. Which, which not that, not that sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fishing for compliments. I'm not. I just really needed a bit of support in the last week from. Well, it's funny <laughs> not wanting to go back to it, but yeah. it's funny how you you were feeling down at the beginning of this week in, and in a similar way to what. I mentioned about uh, the author of that book, Fish on Track, being banished from the tribe. Yeah, that's what it, yeah. And I was looking at you wondering if you were feeling a bit like you'd been isolated from your tribe. Yeah, but we, we had a discussion. Sorry, God, we're going back to heavy stuff again. Because we had a discussion. <laughs> Jesus, can't help it. You and I talked about this the other day. That, yeah. You know. All of you, I accept you probably going, why can't you just, you know, just be like a normal person, Paul? Why do you have to kind of analyse everything? Because it's what I do, because it allows me to move through life and, uh, you know, it allows me not to be ruled by my feelings, I suppose. It's just something I do. But, you know, when I feel sad, I want to know why I'm feeling it. You know, I want to know what it is that I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it. And yet, what I realised this week was... Was this? It was this sense of isolation, which again, you know, we talked last week about being bullied. Mm. What did that do? It made me feel isolated. Um, I felt very isolated at school at times, you know, and it was the times I felt really isolated was when it was close friends who didn't have my back. Um, and and you know, although I talked last week about oh, it's about being bullied or whatever, it wasn't. It was actually as much as anything. And what I started to feel at the start of this week was this sense of isolation. It's like, you know, Meridian fandom is kind of my tribe. Mm. But yet I end up going and saying things which turn a big chunk of that tribe against me. Mm. Um, which is, you know, it's like, you know how like generally in families, if so we're talking, we're going to use the word tribe and family interchangeably. Yeah. You're not always positive about each other. Sometimes you might be like, oh, my sister's annoying me or whatever. I'm not, not you. I'm saying in general, someone might be like, oh, my sibling is in. Interesting example that you just randomly plucked out. Of well, you might, be, you might be like, oh, my sibling's annoying me today or whatever. But you still love them. Yeah. yeah. My, my daughters are constantly having issues with each other and they'll both sides will come to me. Mm-hmm. I love. I still love both of them, and I know that they still love each other. But I think what slightly got me down at the start of this week. So what did I do in this episode? I went and doubled down on it all. Um, <laughs> what was slightly getting down? No. Is my own inability to be anything other than me. Yeah. And it was like I, I know, um, I know. Sometimes I open my mouth because of this whole thing of like it's not a need, it's just an inability to be anything but kind of Mr. Authentic or whatever. Mr. Authentic, listen to him, what a twat. Um, But I just am. And, but also being me has isolated me at points because I, I, you know, I've said this to you, this is the irony. It's like, you know, here I am, I'm talking on my podcast. I'm, you know, got this digitizer YouTube channel that I do. You, You know, I got a career where I'm, you know, write for TV and blah, blah, blah. And I end up doing things whereby I'm in 
certain spotlights, but I'm also at the same time on another level uncomfortable being in that spotlight. Yeah, because it's uh, a, a spotlight highlights you, but also makes you a target. Yeah, it makes and you this vulnerable. is why a lot of people are so afraid to put any of their work out there. They're so afraid to speak up or voice their opinions. They're so afraid to like do anything, whether that is whether that is just like putting a post on Instagram or making a YouTube video or anything because they are or worried. Doing a podcast. They are worried about standing out mm. because it makes you more visible and an easier target yeah. to hit. And well, it's yeah. it, it and it does. So I guess the question is what helps you if you're a target? One, having stronger armor. You know, you can either take the route of, okay, then be silent, create nothing, don't live your life. Or two, find a way to either heal quickly if you get hit or three, have some sort of armour to protect you. And that could be anything from your mindset to having enough people that you feel safe with that you know or a comfort to you or, or something else. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the turning point this week, cause I, I, as I say, I sort of felt, I did feel, uh, I did feel sort of this feeling of isolation. So it's turned into a freaking therapy session. Um, we've got lots of supportive listeners and the like, um, you know, we're very lucky in that respect. It's not about us, it's about Marillion. But regardless, for whatever reason, you know, we do have people who like what we do. Um, but, you know, I considered myself a Fish fan and a Marillion fan, yet things I'd said made me feel like, oh, okay, one of those communities I've been cast out by, quote, unquote, the king. And so it was hard not for then you know, kind of old stuff to sort of resurface of this feeling of being isolated like I was at school, like, you know, like I just am because I'm weird and I've got a weird sense of humour. And so I was sort of feeling that and it was sort of feeling this feeling of, Christ, why can't I be more normal? And I've had this my whole life of kind of standing out because I've got a weird sense of humour or I see things differently or uh, I get angry about perceived injustices or I kind of want to stand up for people or I I, I have a history of putting myself, you know, into spotlights or, or front and centre when often I just want to blend into the background at the same time. There's this like constant tension. And so this week I was just feeling all that. It's like, why am I doing a podcast to draw an attention to myself when I can't keep my mouth shut? And why can't I just do a nice, safe Marillion podcast where I just go, oh, God, I love everything they do. Paper Lies, best song ever. It's like, oh, man. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, why can't I do a podcast like that? Why can't I just be Mr. Positive? Why do I have to be? There's a guy on YouTube, right, called Jim Newstead who um, is a smallish channel, but he listens to albums. I mean, you know, I do sometimes watch his videos and go, um, is he allowed to get away with this? Because he plays the whole album. and he, It's just video of him sitting there listening to it and then commenting on it every now and then. Uh, and funny enough, he's just done 13 Star, the new deluxe edition. I watched the first two videos of that. 
And he's lovely. He's a really sweet man. Um, and he loves everything. But, like, not in a fake way. He genuinely loves everything. <laughs> he just seems to love everything. Oh, yeah, he you want to be the like worst. that? Yeah, I want to be like him. He's not going to upset anyone. Oh, I want to be like Jim Newstead. Sorry about that. But I just can't because I'm me and I hate that sometimes. So that was what was getting me down. And then the thing that turned it around was I received a message from somebody, I'm not going to say who, that said, um, I thought what you said was completely, you said nothing wrong. This is what they said to me. You said nothing wrong. Um, and if anything, your response was too gentle uh, or too nice. And it made me feel better. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, up to that point, I'd feeling, I've been feeling sort of oddly, or like we who were all sort of oddly unsupported. You felt like you had someone on your side. Yeah. And so I thank that person because it turned my week around. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. So anyway. <sighs> Bloody hell, this podcast. What even is it? <laughs> <laughs> Start with a weird high-pitched impression of, <laughs> of a bassist. Start quoting copyright law. I know. Then it becomes, what, a, ther- was... yeah. then it becomes a therapy session. Oh, yeah. no, no. There's a bit of Marillion news in the middle about H doing a... <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what, what is There's this? me that's just like going off on nonsensical circles. Yeah. That even I kind of go, what? Oh, Jesus. Anyway, let us, let us next week. Beampod.gmail.com. And if, I, if we miss out on reading a letter that you've sent in, I give my hugest, most humble apologies because I don't know where we're up to well, in the letters. Well, we took the summer off, didn't we? So, yeah. You know. I know that the last letters page that I made to read, we didn't do all the letters, mm. but I don't know which ones we've done and Sorry, which ones yeah. we haven't. We and have we've had read a, them We've all. had a bunch we read them more. All. We've yeah. had a bunch more come in since then. Um, so where do we start? Where do we start? Well, maybe we could just start with a clean slate and go any letters received in the next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so people resend the letters that they've sent us that we haven't read. Yeah. You can send us letters, by the way. We get a lot of letters of people saying, please don't read this out. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. We love getting those as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so you can just write to us. Yeah. Uh, tell me that I'm your king. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, help us. Tell me why I'm your king. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure about that. It was ironic. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> and that was our review of 13th Star. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.